Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Universe Podcast. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your hosts, Adam Thorne and Garrett Hess. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. This podcast is brought to you by Datemaker Coaching. If dating isn't hard enough, COVID has changed the game in many ways for meeting new people. Getting new dates is harder than ever. Have you been struggling with online dating? Is there a special someone in your life you'd like to win over? Are you trying to get over a tough breakup? Do you have a hard time approaching people when you want to ask them on a date? Whatever your dating goals, the Date Maker Coaching Team is here to help you increase your self-confidence and improve your dating success. And now there's an exclusive offer for JRE Review listeners to sign up for a free 60-minute session to get you started on your way to dating success. Go to Date Maker Coaching, click on the calendar link to set up your appointment now. Spaces are limited, so go do it. There's a link in the bio to the podcast. Datemaker Coaching is here to help you increase your self-confidence and improve your dating life. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Uh, joined as always by my buddy Garrett. How you doing, man? I am doing well, my friends. How are we doing? How is life in Venice? Uh, life is good, man. Life is good. We're getting back to normal a little bit. Uh back to work which is a beautiful thing um <clears throat> in reference to prior conversations we have the outdoor dining that's available again um doesn't feel like we're going to be going back to the shutdown knock on wood i feel like that was just like a space and time that is probably not going to be revisited again i don't think anybody's under the mindset that we're gonna maybe i'm just speaking for myself but to let that happen again is like doesn't seem like a realistic situation uh, the weather is beautiful. Interestingly enough, that uh, in a lot of other places it's not so good, but we have had beautiful weather here. It's hot, sunny. So, <clears throat> as far yeah, as. Yeah, there's, there's been some wild weather around the country for sure. Yeah, right. Joe talked about that disaster in Texas. Absolutely. I was going to say, we, I, I've just been in comparison to those other places. We have had just phenomenal winter here. Slash coming in until the new years, it feels like things might be taking a turn for the better here. At least that's I'm gonna stay optimistic, and that's what it feels like. <laughs> you need to, right? Yeah, we we gotta stay optimistic. Well, you know the vaccines are going out now, so what are your thoughts? That what, should be opening things up. What are your thoughts on that? Some girl asked me that uh, at work the other night. Are you getting? Yeah, it? I mean, I mean, look, you. Probably everyone's going to have to get it. And uh, if it gets things back to normal life, it's it's not even a question to me because I want normal life back. So I'm not really going to give a shit. How, they, how, how can you say I'm that? Like, how can you say that everybody's going to have to get it? I'm just curious and I'm not being devil's advocate. I'm just. What do you mean? Well, I mean, no, you don't have to get the flu shot. So why would you have to get the COVID shot? Oh, well, I think that they might even put travel restrictions. That was the one like thing flights that I, and right. maybe international flights connected to whether you've had it or not. Gotcha. They could do some things like that. I've heard of some talk about it. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. But look, a lot of people are going to get it. And if it, like I said, if it encourages things to go back to normal, 
right. then you know yeah it's it's gotta have to be done i don't know what my feelings are either way i don't know many people that have got it i know a few people that have right and they felt pretty shitty for a few days but then they were okay so right i mean that's acceptable i told you my little scenario with having it for a day or false positive i don't know either way yeah yeah so right let's crack on so big week of podcasts there were a lot of fight podcasts mma ones um because many of those are pretty samey and unless you're a, you know a big ufc fan or fight fan i mean we often cover those but i think this week we're going to focus more on the freddie gibbs brian moses pod that's 1611 and then uh jump over to 1612 robert bigelow the billionaire uf ufo believer right um freddie gibbs and brian moses funny funny guys right i really enjoyed a lot of that podcast that was a good they, time. they come on hardcore uh a lot of it sounds like that freddie guy he's had a wild life he's the rapper right yeah i i googled him and, and kind of did some research on him whenever we were listening whenever i was listening to that podcast um He's pretty thugged out, but uh, he was a pretty funny guy, that's for <laughs> sure. It sucks because it was like, for sure. I don't know, how, I don't want to say anything negative because I enjoyed the banter, but it's just like interesting watching like a rapper from wherever. And Joe was trying to like kind of guide him through. He's like, I don't know if you realize the context that you're in here, but I don't think he even cares. But just the way he's like talking about women and talking about his lifestyle and whatnot. I mean, it comes with the territory. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not trying to play like PG, but it's just interesting. The platform it's like, I don't know, maybe I'm reading too far into it. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, for sure. He might not realize that like, you know, it's a big, fucking, <laughs> a lot of people. 1% of, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 3% of America is listening to right. everything he says or however big Joe's podcast is. So yeah. I know you have like a character and whatnot, and I, I understand that that's who you are, but it's, I don't know. Just want to be a little family friendly sometimes. I, what, who who <laughs> yeah. am I to say? I don't really know. It's just, I, I'm sure who are you, he was, but he talked a lot about like the drugs he's done, right? Like knew a lot about crack. He, Hung out with dangerous people. Right. He got in a ton of fights. Right. He doesn't believe in getting married. Right. I mean, just the way he's that guy, about- elite. You've got to give it to him. He definitely knows who he is. Without a doubt, he's like, I'm a rapper, and my life is not. Yeah, I get it. I'm sure it comes with the territory. Like I said, when you're traveling to different cities and you're a celebrity and you're a big name, you throw it around. But it's part of the persona as rappers too. That kind of goes along with it. You got to be semi boastful, but. Right. Either way, yeah. That's that story that they told at the beginning about like why cocaine became illegal because like cocaine used to be in Coca Cola, right? Like way back in the day, right? And most people know that like fun little fact, but um, you know, besides that, you don't think about the fact it was once legal, right? And that story they told about how they made it illegal, I guess there was that uh, one the war on African American dude that. Yeah, and he was like coked up and working in where was he like the docks or whatever and they they was reported that he like attacked a oh, woman. Oh yeah, raped, a white raped woman. a white woman, yep. Yeah, so and then and then it was also related to why bullets got like the caliber got bigger. Uh, that, was cops in, that, that was an interesting have, story, yeah. Right? I wonder if that's true. I mean like that's a that's a interesting story if it is. How many bullets are you taking? I don't know. I guess if you're well, not many forty fives, right? (laughs) I don't, I don't care how good your cocaine is. Like that, that is gonna stop you. That's gonna knock you down. Um, Yeah, talking about unstoppable things, they get into Tyson and Tyson fights. Now you're my age. Do you remember watching Tyson fights? Oh my gosh, I, I, it's crazy. I remember looking forward to the. We would only get a few pay per view like ever. I remember growing up, but I remember looking forward to those Tyson fights. Like that was like the highlight. I don't know. That was just watching like something surreal. Like when they talk about, I remember being super young, but I remember my dad and my uncle would always get those fights, and we would watch them, and it was just like. That was watching like a phenom. <clears throat> I, I think he mentioned he made something to like Larry Bird talked about Michael Jordan as like God watching God play. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's almost like watching God in a boxer because it was just like there was nobody even in his pff, universe. I don't know. 
Dude, it was like watching a demon. Yeah. <laughs> like, or it just, it, it just was so powerful and destructive. Right. And just watching him like a night. I mean, it, it, some of his fights, when you look back and watch Tyson, I remember being in like this like caravan vacation home in England. Right. So like, they, this is what we do out there. Like, while well, poor families like mine is you go to a place where they have these little caravans all set up and you rent them. <laughs> And then there's like a video arcade place and maybe a little soccer field and some events and and a pool and it's there's not much going on. That's it's a, like the crappiest theme park you can imagine. Like they fun. have a bunch of those. Yeah, they, but it, you know, you got your family, you got your friends and you meet other kids and you're young anyway, so it's like good times and and the Frank Bruno Tyson fight was on and Frank Bruno was like the big heavyweight in England at the time. Right. And had been smashing everyone, but as soon as he faced Tyson, sure. it was absolute destruction. Right. I mean, it, it honestly reminds me of fights I've seen where you watch two people fight and one person doesn't know how to. <laughs> and you, Literally. you just watch someone get completely demolished. Literally. I mean, and he is doing that against the best fighters in the world. Right. Like, it, it, it's unbelievable. Surreal. It was surreal watching him. Even talking about the, like, overflow whenever Joe had Tyson on his show and they were talking about how he had to make the table bigger. It's like, what? Like, I felt, <laughs> I felt uncomfortable for Joe watching that interview. I was like, I kind of feel that same way, and I'm not even there. Yeah, he was so <laughs> revved up. It was unbelievable. Right. Like like Joe said, a completely different person. Completely. When he was in there. It, yeah. It's a di- I mean, those fights, they talk about Kimbo, right? Kimbo Slice. Right. And uh, he's, so Kimbo was like the internet, you know, fight guy back in the day. And would do like Tyson level things, oh, but yeah. against guys in backyards, right. you know? So they were big dudes as well. And he just smash him. <laughs> And they they talk about the real famous fight of him versus some cop, and I remember oh, watching yeah, this yeah. back in the day, and it was it was the craziest thing. It was an underground fight yep. online. It's like ten minutes long, no break, like Nuts. it's chaos from the crowd. There's a lot of money on it, right. and these dudes just went Balls at off. each other. By the end, they couldn't even move. Right. They were so exhausted. I still have the- I don't think anyone got knocked out either. <laughs> no, I watched that one to fruition. I I saw this image of Kimbo just in general. Like I can't remember. It was one of those backyard fights, and not to take away from that fight, but I remember him like just asking his opponent to punch him in the face, and he just like stood there and stuck his chin out, and the dude just clanked him right in the chin, and Kimbo's chin just didn't even move. And I was like, oh, yeah. that would be the scariest friggin' thing. To just pop somebody like with a good shot and them not even flinch, and then you're like, "All right, I'm dead." Dude, the, that fight, <laughs> watching that one because it's so short, it's so terrifying. Like that guy quits twice, right, and then kind of pulls it together and comes back, but you Jesus. know he's all fucked up. Right. I mean, there's just so many levels. Like Kimbo was very scary for that reason. Yeah. I mean, look, he was legit enough to get to the UFC. He didn't do great while he was in it, but I don't think he lost every fight. Right. Like, he did some damage. For sure. And, I mean, and that's the highest echelon at a heavy weight group. I mean, and he was a lot older by the time he got there. Yeah, like, right. he didn't have wrestling. He didn't have a whole and, bunch yeah, of unbelievable. legit training either. He was just a beast. Yeah, shout out to Kimbo. We miss him. Right. Sad. Sad that he's gone. That was a rough one. Uh, oh, what did you think about the $30 billion in unemployment fraud? for california i mean that hits home to me big time yeah i remember us chatting about that i wonder what all their i I was just giving thought to that i wonder how that because i know a lot of people are like filing for other people and stuff like that like i've heard a variety of stories but i'm just curious as to what all that entails as far as dude i think it's like foreign countries were doing it because the system was so fucked people said like 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 russia and different Mm -hmm. countries had found ways to file and somehow get a hold of the accounts and kept the money. That's probably not that far off. So so what they were doing then is they were just locking everyone out. That's why I wasn't able to get my situation mm. sorted out and never got a penny from it. I didn't even think even though that. I completely qualified. Right. So like that's the that's the messed up thing. It's not like there was just fraud, but there were people that worked there that qualified that didn't get anything right. because of this whole system. And where's the accountability, right? Yeah. 
Like, it's not on Gavin Newsom and his donated houses. Yeah, it feels like we just keep talking about Gavin Newsom. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if something miraculous. Fuck that guy. I mean, is something miraculously <laughs> just going to, like, like a meteor rain down on his Like It just seems like we talk about it, and then it's like, all right, on to the next subject. Not just you and I, but, I mean, just the narrative in general. It's like people complain about it, and then we just move on. I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, well, <laughs> but they're doing something. They're voting him out. I mean, that's real. Right. So hopefully that kind of holds together. And, you know, somebody needs to be held accountable for it. And I don't know what that means. Right. Like, it probably won't be a lot. Like, oh, he gets kicked out of office. Right. Well, I'm sure he's going to go on to some sweet other job that pays lots of money. For sure. And, you know, it's it's just very <clears throat> frustrating. I never really... Li- that shit is... <laughs> I never really listened to the news prior to all this COVID and everything stuff. But, like, there was a portion of time there where it was like I'd wake up and, like, check the numbers Dun, dun, dun. And then, like, there was a couple. Right. <laughs> and now I'm looking back on that. That was probably like three weeks that I did that. And then, like, there was just like a day where I was like, fuck this. I was like, I'm just, I'm over it. And then I just, like, haven't really turned back or, like, paid much attention to anything at this point. Maybe that's bad and naive. And I don't know. It's, I think it's tiring. No, dude, it's just tiring. It's like, yeah, it only takes so much. There. Right. Yeah, these numbers are popping up. Stuff's closing. It's like very defeatist. Right. It's not going to make you feel good. Right. It's like, what the hell can you do about it anyway? You're like, okay, like, I'm aware of this happening. Keep shooting the negative like, juices down our throats. <laughs> that's it. I don't understand. That's it. I don't know. What, what did you think about the, they were talking about that, uh, the mayor of DC, like smoking crack and the whole uh, FBI kind of sting operation right. they're like <laughs> that put that shined a like new light closed in on him that shined a new light on that whole situation i thought for sure that he was like the way they did paint that picture was i don't know if you remember that story but he was doing crack and maybe he was and maybe that was just a good cover-up by him but after hearing those details i was like oh i could see the fbi trying to do that and like painting that picture the, anything's possible you know what it i mean it sounded sketchy having that emt right on site yeah exactly there was a, there's a lot of it's like wait a minute they were straight up trying to kill this dude right exactly <laughs> and that's that's our government right right so i'm like wait a second the mayor yeah. like the mayor they're going to kill the mayor yeah. like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> they killed jfk bud didn't you know haven't you heard bad dudes i know i just can't trust them they're worse than religion oh was that the pod they were talking the new religion yeah was that were they talking about the uh catholic church like the one thing that you associate the catholic church with i can't remember if that was that pod or another one but they were just like the only thing you attach with that is like pedophilia like without a doubt you know what i mean well, Joe brings that up all the time. Right. Like you can't think of it, one without the that's other. All, yeah, well, and it should be right. like if anything, he's like the most outspoken against the fact that it, it's almost like yeah, we know it happened, right. and everyone knows, but let's not talk about yeah, it they again. A, why do they get a and pass? Joe's like, what? We should talk about yeah. it. That's fucked. Why do they get a pass? I don't understand. Just because it's uncomfortable to talk yeah. about. It should definitely talk about it constantly. You know how many people's lives that affected it. Right? Oh, dude. I mean, we even know people right. that, that got hit by that. I mean, it's awful. Like, it's it was massively random. I got to tell you, until I uh, until I did have those conversations, I definitely felt disconnected from it. It almost felt like a, a movie like saga that I knew about, but I was never really attached to. And then, like, to know some people that have been like gravely affected by it and it, it, it become a reality, it definitely, I definitely have a different perspective on it completely now. Oh, dude, the think like the people we know of it's in many ways, it definitely ruined one of the people's lives. I mean, they ended up killing themselves later in life. I mean, this stuff is it's no joke. It's like, why are we? No, we shouldn't be like you said, it shouldn't be buried. That kind of stuff. That stuff's got to be exposed and got to be acknowledged because the long term effects and even I mean, just the effects in general, but. Yeah, that's that's got to be more talked about. Yeah, it's <clears throat> unbelievable. It's it's just the most saddening thing that you can imagine. I agree. Really. Right. And that's why that's why uh everyone should know jiu-jitsu from the moment they can stand. Right. I say give yourself a chance. Yeah. 
Get your children in there early. Hedge your bets. Yeah. Well, now the Catholic church that I used to go to in Ohio, uh, when I was over here on my student visa, when I was like twenty three. Yeah, it's about twenty three, twenty four. Right. Um. Uh, so a friend of mine was actually going through like whatever the process is to become a priest, right? And it's someone I knew well, and he got me a job over at the church. So I used to do like painting over there and like just, you know, handyman shit, whatever stuff they needed, put up Christmas lights and things. And then one day uh, they asked me um, what other jobs I wanted to do over there. And I said, because I was uh, studying uh, ninjutsu at the time, which is like a Japanese martial art, which to be honest, is not all that effective. So don't bother learning it. Just learn jujitsu. But either way, I said, hey, I want to teach the older boys. I'd like to set up a class and teach them martial arts. And I'm not going to lie. It was because of these types of stories that I'd heard. That's good. And I was like, you know, these kids were kind of dorky and did not know how to do any martial arts. And we, uh, that was it. Every week I would, I would train with them. Oh, yeah. And uh, teach them how to, you know, throw some punches and, and move. And did that come, you know, I obviously, I obviously didn't set it up to the priests that way. I was like, they need to protect themselves. Like these, these priests that I knew that were good dudes as far as I knew. um, But still, it was just something I thought about. I was like, well, let's get them. I want to, I want to believe the vast majority of them are good people, to be honest with you. Just like cops. It's like, you want to believe the vast. Yeah. But there's a lot of shitty ones though. I mean, that's, that's the issue. And there, and, you know, they're willing to hide this stuff too, which is really terrifying. I agree. So, but, you know, back to jujitsu, they talked a lot about this. Like Joe talked about the lineages of the fight family, the Gracie family in, in uh, Brazil. Right. And how it really came down to like two guys that changed the world of martial arts. Like they've made so many killers. Right. And, you know, I get to train with, I think the great grandson of that of Helio's direct lineage, which is Kron. I get to personally train with him and, um, you know, and he's world-class. It's just like, it's unbelievable that just two people right. change that world. Like when combat sports have been such a, you know, huge part of human civilization. I mean, whether it's battling or just fighting or finding out who the toughest is, yeah, these two guys come along and they just absolutely change the game forever. Yeah, they're definitely. It, it, it's it's basically named after them, not jujitsu, but the yeah. It's like kind of coincides with their name, right? Basically, yeah. I mean, it's basically Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, right. you know, and and the, and that lineage is strong. Like where I trained in Santa Monica was a guy that grew up with Hickson. They were best friends. Gotcha. And then the Machados, who uh, Joe uh, trains with, that's a cousin, I think, of Hickson. And, um, you know, they they it's in the blood, man, of those guys. Right. And b- to be around them and be able to get to train with them and, and near them is is pretty unbelievable. How often? How often um, you bri- what was it? What did he call those fights in Brazil? Like um, Valley Tudo or something? Oh, they were like the original UFCs where they would just get all the Capoeira guys right. and the wrestlers and the Jiu Jitsu guys together, and they had just been hammering on each how other for it? years to find out what works. Right. I guess that's how you figure out what works. How often are you breaking bones? And well, how often are you breaking bones in Jiu Jitsu? Is that like a I want to start training. No, I want to start training, it's, but it's like I, yeah. I don't want to factor in a few like downtimes of getting hurt. We were just talking about that, dude. You go ahead. You really don't. No. It's not like a high injury um, martial art. Like it is, and Joe talks about it. Like by the time you get the black belt, yeah, you, you're gonna you're gonna hurt your knees at some point. You know, your neck's gonna be sore, and there's occasionally the the chance that you'll go up against someone that just kind of tweaks you funny. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's a very physical um combat sport but what you're not doing is striking each other in the head you know if you tap which you need to and you should you do it quick enough and the other person you're training against isn't being an asshole it's like my injuries they're very rare like i'm getting i get more consistently in the gym for sure gotcha 
just like tweaking a knee or you know your lower back starts kind of aching right i mean and in a lot of ways the more you do it the stronger your body gets with it and the more careful you are for sure with things makes sense you know and it's stuff like it's stuff like ankle locks leg locks you know right. things where you're like twisting the knee people have to be very careful there because they, it goes from being very strong and not hurting to snap right like in a second yeah so cool. as long as you're not training with people doing things like that uh, people are better than they used to be too i think it used to be more aggressive gotcha but people are more aware about those sorts of injuries and and things like this nice um finishing up they talked a little bit about um r kelly <laughs> and the and the whole r kelly were you ever a fan of that guy uh, you ever listen to his music? i mean I, there's he's had so many hits to talk about like i didn't realize how instrumental he was in the r&b community like even the songs that he wasn't making in that time like he was writing them it's crazy not i mean what he was doing was effed up too don't get me wrong but he was having every girl and their mother throw her at throw themselves at him like it was insane, over the top. I mean, he, yeah, which makes you think again, like why even bother then? Right. Like, why do you need to like piss on young girls? I don't want to say that it's just the human mind. Fuck all the Ugh. regular age women that are coming at you. Yeah, I guess you're just like, uh, I, there's no justification for that. I'm not gonna try and come up with some, but like, it's crazy. It's, <laughs> no. I mean, it's just nuts the amount of girls that were coming at him. It would be naive to think otherwise. Yeah. So. What a whack dude. Like, fucking lunatic. He's got to be done now, right? I, I mean, he's in jail. I, he's I think he's, he's in done. jail. I don't know how long he is. I've, you never know with these celebrities these days, bud. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I'm with I don't, you. I mean, people, I think, like, there's, like, people that have killed people and that are still out and about. Not necessarily maliciously, right. but who knows? I don't know. Well, they need to keep his ass locked up for a while because he's just going to come out and piss on some more people. That's probably accurate. Probably true. All right, let's take a quick break, and that's a break. Let's jump back into uh, Robert Bigelow. All right. This podcast is brought to you by Stereo.com. Do you ever find yourself shouting your opinions right at us while listening to the podcast? We understand. I do that all the time. Well, there's good news. We've teamed up with the Stereo app so you can talk to us directly every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be going live on the app to answer questions and talk Rogan. Garrett and I will be live on the app, and any JRE Review listener can join in the conversation and discuss anything that comes up. We've done this podcast for many years, and listeners are always reaching out to discuss things that they love about Joe's podcast. Now we've found a way to connect with you and keep the conversation going. So join us at the After Party, only available on the Stereo app for the JRE Review, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, to connect with us and meet with other Joe Rogan fans. Stereo is the live social conversation app. You can be your own talk host, or if listening is more your jam, jump on our Stereo Talk and ask all of those questions you've been itching to ask. Download the Stereo app and follow us at Stereo.com slash J-R-E review. The link is in the description. All right. Robert Billy Bigelow, billionaire investor, uh, loves UFOs, seems to believe in anything that, like, he he's a good example. <laughs> and I think Joe really like hit the nail on the head towards the end of that pod because it like Joe was getting frustrated right. and he wasn't pandering to him anymore. Like he gave him a chance at the beginning. Right. But once he started to kind of get into the topic of, of just, it almost seemed like he decided that this stuff is all real right. and stopped looking at the evidence very critically. Oh, he's like, what it, was your take dude, on that? When he was like, Joe is just trying to be, he always is trying to be open-minded and like try and accept people for what they are and say, and like give you a chance. So he initially started off with, it's a possibility. Like, and that's, I think I'm in the same realm as Joe. I don't like to negate and say that all that stuff's bullshit. Cause I don't know. 
I've had a lot of people pass close to me and have some stories that have kind of hit close to home where other people have told me that they've like just just random stuff with my mom and my dad. So I don't want to rule it all out, but the way that Joe is breaking it down, he's like, so you're a billionaire, right? He's like, so people could find out this, that, and the other. And he's like, well, yeah, but I don't think that they would do that. And he's like, literally all they would have to do is go in and Google. He didn't say this, but this is what's going through his head. All you have to do is go in and Google your name. And they can probably find 99% of the stuff that they're going to ask you about. And then he's like, isn't it funny that these mediums will, can tell you everything you need to know that you already know about your life, but they're not telling you anything new? It's like, I didn't really think I didn't yeah. really think of that part of it because it's not. They're really not. If they do, they're like, they want to tell you that they love you. And maybe I'm generalizing, but those are the stories that I've heard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, the same thing, I mean his poltergeist story that he told oh my god was the least convincing thing <laughs> i'd ever heard in my life i know i mean if somebody told me that is like trying to be like <laughs> okay dinner party. i haven't seen ghosts right. and i don't believe in ghosts but i do believe in poltergeist mm -hmm. and they're like defining the difference i'm like dude you heard a noise a loud noise <laughs> He went downstairs and there was nothing there, and you know exactly what sort of apparition it was. Right. The way that Joe just like, can't things just bang right. in your house like he's, it's rare. I knew it's I unusual. Knew it. The way Joe describes it too, he's like, "I'm already at a disadvantage because I want to believe." So whenever he says that, he's already yeah. like, like putting extinguishing the fact that he's like. I'm already telling you that I'm probably more apt to believe stuff. So when you tell me this stuff and I'm already critical of it, it's like, what the fuck? Well, he's saying in a smart way that he's biased. Right. He's biased. He's aware of it. He knows it. Right. And he's careful to try and evaluate the facts or the truth. Right. I like that. I, that's, I, a, that's a smart that's, way of doing it. What else it. could you ask? I mean, from, good for Joe. What else could you ask from any logical, critical person? It, seem, it yeah. seems the most appropriate way to approach pretty much anything. I think when the what did he say? And the other guy's like, "Well, it looks like it's time for Joe to get a reading." And Joe's just like, "Okay, dude, enough's enough. Like, what are we doing? Like, what are we do <laughs> like? What are we doing here?" Yeah, like the remote viewing stuff was just the way he described it. He was like, uh, "Yeah, the guy gave me information about the longitude and latitude." And then he even gave me extra information <laughs> about what's underground that I can't even verify. I'm like, bro, that could be completely bullshit. And you're saying it like uh, you got extra information. Uh, this is like facts. if you don't verify it, it's total. Yeah, he was like, it's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. It is. I mean, he was losing me so yeah, fast it, at that point. I'm like, how is Joe even holding it this happened quick too? Because it like was like it wasn't like he was throwing dust in his face. But Joe's like, well, wait a second, and he's like, no, 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 that doesn't add up. And like he was just like catching him in the middle, and he's the only thing the other guy could like only leg that he was standing on was maybe joe needs to get a reading and i'm like oh that's only gonna work like, yeah it's not gonna work at all wish he needed to take a break and start talking about his bola ass card collection right that would have been smarter he was like anyway i got a lamborghini oh yeah yeah I'm that's like, right. nice transition bro that was <laughs> that was right he said that he was gonna <laughs> donate yeah that was kind of an interesting segue i i mean props to him for at least getting out of that conversation because he already painted yourself as an idiot kind of right there <laughs> he does. i mean listen he's clearly not an right, idiot. He he's a billionaire yeah. and an investor like he's good at plenty of things True. he has just decided right with this one area that he's going to dismiss any types of skeptics yeah. and basically believe anything from ufos to mediums to uh uh telekinesis right. like you name it like when he when they were watching that old video of that lady like moving shit on the table, <laughs> was like, I'm like, come on, dude! Unless you were there, that's the stupidest shit I've ever Joe's seen. Like, well, hey, well, what's going on with that? What's going on with that newspaper? Why is her hand there? What's that? And he's like, well, no, I don't think she would do that. And he's like, well, <laughs> it's not up for <laughs> it's not that's not really the way it works. It's not, <laughs> dude. If we did, if we did all science like that, science would be completely fucked up. <laughs> and the, and the crazy thing about that is, like, he in a sense is part of massive engineering teams right. that put, you know, these space capsules up in space 
and they're doing high velocity impact tests on them. And, and I'm like, bro, how, how do you think that engineers and scientists and metallurgists or the, whatever they call them are putting this shit together? They're not just guessing Bro, they just, that this works. They just look at it and then it- they're doing math <laughs> and they're doing like they're doing using physics right. and chemistry and and they're engineering this stuff to withstand actual elements, right? right? Yet you're just believe somebody that gives you like this past life regression story or some alien. Um, abduction story under hypnosis and you're happy to believe it because they said that the light was in the corner of the spaceship. It was a loud noise. It's a loud noise, bro. <laughs> Clearly a poltergeist. <laughs> We're really hopping on this, dude. I can't remember the last time I was just uh, like so I was, it was kind weird, of you could, frustrated. Yeah. Well, you know, I get excited about the UFO ones. Right. And I was like, look, this motherfucker's a billionaire. Right. He's going to come on this podcast and he's going to be like, listen, I'm in the know. Right. I work with NASA. Here's an alien just, footprint and just track. shows us some facts. Right. He just came on and, and like lost me completely. I mean, even the take the essay competition. And I, I think that's where Joe got really frustrated with him. So you get half a million dollars, first prize. Like 300 and 125. Right. Look, I'm telling you right now, guys, if you're listening to this, enter that competition. Right. Oh, just do you it. You could do 50 pages or whatever. Yeah. Right. If you can write and you have a good story, just write the fucking thing right. and send it in. You might win. And if you do, let us know. I would love to hear about sure. that. That would be a dope story. But, you know, it, it, Joe was like, well, what measures are you using? to validate this and he goes well like a court of law like convicted beyond a reasonable doubt and then witnesses matter and joe's like what (laughs) facts facts this was inadvertently one of the funniest podcasts i've ever heard in my life hearing you re-say is making it that much funnier that i mean when i was listening (laughs) to it i was like what is we doing here but now saying it again it's like what like I don't know. I guess that's just yeah. a, a, you get stuck in your ways sometimes, even if you're a billionaire, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the explanation well, is. Well, if you're a billionaire, you're probably used to being right. Yeah, without it. And then that's even if you start to have like crazy, funky thoughts, you're, you gotta be right. you're still believing you're on the right track probably, somehow. Yes. And I doubt people question him that much. He's probably not been like, that's why he got so overwhelmed talking to Joe. Right. I don't think anyone questions him that hard. That's a good point, dude. Who argues with billionaires? Him and the him and the whole Nobody. him and the Whole Foods guy kind of got their feet stuck in their mouth, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that was similar too. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that guy works with Jeff Bezos, so maybe it's maybe it's a thing with these billionaires. <laughs> I mean, at least Elon doesn't get stuck like that. No. Elon's not like talking and Joe's like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. That's because Elon will just like pause the conversation for a minute and think about what's going on and then like come back with some amazing statement that you weren't even expecting. <laughs> yeah, just say the most <laughs> profound thing anyone's ever right. heard. He's all, also, while we were talking, I invented a new type of energy. You're like, God damn, son. I figured we'd travel to Jupiter tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna throw my neighbor's car into space. <laughs> yeah, I don't just to do it. I, I love the 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 one saving grace is they kind of got back to the Bob Lazar stuff, right? And I know Bob will like probably never come back on Joe's podcast, but damn it, I wish he does. I I bet. Here's my here's my prediction, right? And I'm not saying that the the uh, initial event of the prediction will ever happen, but if it did. Right. So if they finally find a craft or we figure out aliens or at least there's like really good video that somebody takes of a spaceship, you know, and it's like we get to put it on the news. It's taken with one of those brand new Samsung. So it's fucking undeniable (laughs) instead of this scrambly looking disc video. Then then everyone's like, oh, shit, they're real. Then he's going to come back on the podcast. Because at that point, who the hell's gonna dismiss anything he says? So in your heart of hearts, do you think somebody somewhere is hiding some secret information that that, that is keeping the rest from the rest of us? 
Dude, I don't know. The most convincing guy is Bob. Right. The most convincing guy is Bob Lazar. And I only know about what everyone else knows from the podcast. But fuck me. He's either the best liar on the planet or... I gotta oh, imagine. he's just like that's how it is. I'm impressed that the government's kept the secret. I, this I was gonna say strong no, for so there's long. No way Donald Trump doesn't like expose it like on the second day in office if if he was. Yeah, they don't tell <laughs> they don't tell president shit, dude. There, there's certain things that are bigger than whoever the president so who's, is. Who's in charge of that? The owner of GE and Chevrolet or who? Like, I don't <laughs> no, probably the military, dude. Oh, gotcha. It's got to be the military or. Like, super high-clearance military shit, I'm sure. Like, people that are lifers, you know? Like, four-star, whatever. How, how high does the generals go? No four-star, five-star? Five-star general. Whatever the highest stars are. Probably those guys or somebody. And maybe even they don't get to know. Maybe they just know that there's a thing that they can't even access, and they just put special teams in. So is there some I mean, guy that knows? you got to think with... Is there so- somebody knows somebody something. knows something somewhere? Like that's the thing. Or the- well, look, look, yeah, dude, that's about as vague as it gets. <laughs> but it, look, if Bob was working something. on it once, so somebody else is fucking working on that shit now. They have to. Be. I mean, uh, there've got to be a shitload of people working on that stuff. Just the fact that we're talking about it and, and it's that intriguing—that's got to be a huge topic. You know what I mean? That's got to be. Yeah. yeah. We're just scratching the surface. There's probably a whole... Fringe. And it, and it makes sense that they do it like that and they keep it so secret. Right. I mean, you know, the best way to figure it out would be to release it to everybody, all engineers across all the to, countries. What changes tomorrow if they're like, all right, we have aliens, we, uh, we, we got them. We know, that, we know that they're out there. Here's a picture. What changes? Well, I'm having an alien release party. That's step <laughs> one. That'd be dope. And... Uh, I don't I know. Mean, I mean, don't think anything. Not, I mean, After COVID, we're not going to be as shocked right, as people think. Right. I think now we believe that the world's crazier than ever, and we just be like, okay, yeah, All right, legit. On to the next giraffe for president. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. The Rock has to be president at that point. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that would mean. Maybe we'd take shit in space more seriously. Maybe NASA would get more funding. Because we'd be wanting to kind of connect it, and contact. It was. I don't know. I think it might in like, it might ignite like a new energy for like exploration. I don't think it would be a bad I thing. I don't think it would be a bad thing. Like, there's no point making a bunch of weapons to fight them. Isn't it interesting? Maybe it'd make people on Earth come together more. Hopefully. Be like, hey, let's not fight each other. Hopefully, we got aliens now. I mean, why do we automatically assume negative too? Maybe the aliens are looking out for us. Who knows? You never know. Dude, if they're coming here and doing what people have said they're doing, like uh, what's his commander Frazier has been saying, Bob Lazar, and also uh, what was it like a United Airlines flight recently right. said they had something fly over the top. Yeah. I mean, if if this is already happening, they're they're not wiping us out. Right. They've already decided that they're not going to do that. Bro, and the way they describe their, like, travel capacity, the, the, the way they came within an inch, and then the, he's like, that makes us feel like we're so far behind. Like, we're not even, like, remotely close to the intelligence that they have. So it's like, if they wanted to wipe us out, they might. They probably already would have wiped us out a long time ago. They probably just don't see any. Yeah, of course. Well, dude, they don't even need to be that far advanced. <laughs> Think about it. Take all the species on this planet. And then us, and what's the second smartest thing? Like a chimpanzee or something, or a dolphin? Whale or something, yeah. I don't know. Whatever the next thing is. Right. How easily can we completely dominate that species? That's true. Good point. Super easy. Right. Yeah, and, and we're on the same planet, and we're only one species worth of intelligence apart. Right. If they're an alien race, like I wonder if they're looking at us. They like, don't need to be. Are they looking at us like why are they destroying everything they have? You think that's the case? Oh, they've probably figured it out. I mean, like why? They, they probably know that we're just primitive, and right. it's pro- maybe what happened on their planet a long time ago. Like they know what's going on. That's a good point. But I don't think they come here asking a lot of questions. They probably already. I mean, they, they probably come here and they're like, "Yeah, we figured this out with quantum computers a long time ago. <laughs> we just leave these idiots alone." <laughs> Mine the mine the planet for gold or whatever the heck they're doing. Let them do their shit, idiots.
That yeah. seems more just, accurate. That seems... They're probably not impressed. Right. That's what I'm saying. With that, what they're we're doing. Like, why are we even wasting our time with these guys? I, that, yeah. That seems, they that, like download our information and they're like, do you know that 60% of all internet usage is just people jerking <laughs> off the porn hub? So vain of like us. They're like, the, all these monkeys right. do is just jerk off. Say, That's the vanity it. of humans is like, these aliens are going to want our lives. <laughs> it's like, uh, probably not. Yeah, we are. We're probably no use to them at all. None. Maybe we're like a hilarious, uh, a reality TV show oh, to they them. They just look at. I'm sure they look at like. Well, they probably don't even have any access or any interest in any con- like social construct as far as like celebrity and presidents and all that other stuff goes. They're just like, what is all this bullshit they made? Yeah, they don't give a shit. Right. They they absolutely couldn't be bothered. But, One thing that they that both of them brought up uh, was like, how the hell would we have a crashed spaceship if we have one? And that's a really good question because if you think about just like even new Teslas, you know, they like are designed to like drive away from accidents right. and break, and like this is just shit we have. Right. So how the hell did they crash one of their ships? Like, you got all the way here from wherever the hell you came from. Right. And then, what, you just stole out and hit a tree? I mean, I guess anything's possible. <laughs> I guess. I guess that's it. <laughs> but it, that, that to me, is like... Seems a, believing that we have one is one thing, but, the like, how we would have even got it. Right. Like, why would they leave it? They're just seems, like, all right, I guess we don't need this. Again, after COVID, anything goes... Anything is possible. <laughs> towards towards the end, uh, in, in wrapping that one up, he he again was kind of losing me, and I think that's when it trailed off. But he was talking about like the power of prayer and how that like heals people. And he's like, "Oh, it's been shown. It's in the literature." Another thing that was just bothering that's, the that's shit out of me. It what literature? Yeah, that's uh, like that's where? the thing is, and and how would you even tell? Exactly. I mean, I'm look. I'm not. I'm not trying to shit on prayer. No, that's, what I, okay? that's what I was going to say. I'm just taking that as an example right. of like, all right, so people pray over someone who's sick. Do you need to have a control group in there? Do you need to have somebody that's also sick that doesn't get any prayers? <laughs> and then they're the same amount of sick, and then you got to see who gets better quicker? Yeah, where's the gauge on that? Exactly. That's a... Yeah, Even- and, then, and then there's one other guy that's just doing saunas and, and eating vitamin D, well, and then they check where he's at, too. Right. Well, just the idea of prayer and, like, religion and faith in general stays away from the ego. So the idea that you would ever, like, gauge it's in the literature has got it. <laughs> just say it's faith, and we'll, we'll, we'll go with you on that one. But to say it's in literature is like, uh, what are you doing here? yeah (laughs) but but in a way like people do it right like they look online for motivational videos right they they i mean maybe they're not doing it to like improve their health if they're feeling sick you know but but like you you're getting inspiration from like positive yeah whatever whatever uh, words of affirmation or like if if someone's stressed like you know i had a tough week last week you know you gave me a call you said good things like you you uh kind of poked me up and was like it's all gonna be good and blah 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 like you know there's something to Uh, it i think like it helps i think you're a magnet in some degree like in a lot of other ways like the way you speak about your life is going to be very indicative of what comes to like comes to fruition if you're like man and it's not me to tell anybody that and it's not me to be mr hippie smiley all the time but it's like i even know for myself it's like even right now, thinking about going to work, I could have two different perspectives. Like, oh man, I gotta go to work, or I can have the perspective that I get to go to work. And it's like all it takes is a simple sh- mind shift. And granted, it's always a work. In- Do you think it? It's a work in progress, but it's just something that you have to. It's a continually, as long as you just continually try and hold yourself accountable for it. I think that there's a lot of value in the way that you speak about things and the way that you, whatever you portray. Because I, I have I have people that I work with that are, God, this sucks, and it's like. You're going to go out and get a parking ticket and you're going to go like hit a curb and you're going to do these dumb little things that are going to constantly compound themselves and seem like they're compounding themselves because you're constantly living in that state. It will work out. I will find the parking spot. I will do this. It's like 
constant frames of affirmation and just like reassertiveness and like re reaffirming things. I think there's a ton of value to that. But to say it's in literature. Well, it definitely helps because right. life's always throwing stuff at you. Right. So if you get pissed off and bummed out every single time right. you're f- something you're happens fucked. and you're just only waiting for good things to happen to cheer you right. up. I hate to say it, but good luck with well, that. Stop thinking that happiness is an outcome. Also, like, don't think that it's a cho- it's mm. a choice. Happiness and contentness and fulfilledness, all these things that people are like searching outwardly for, are found within. You know what I mean? Like, you you are a fucking hippie. <laughs> it's in the literature. Okay, in the literature. Do you? <laughs> Do you find now that going to work, is there like a new energy because they had you off work and it was closed for so long? Uh, yes and do, no. Do you like appreciate work a bit more? I do. I mean, I like is having a sense of like things to do at the same time. It, it also put things in perspective because it's like, what are we doing just for money all the time? It's like, I'm making good money doing what I'm doing. But at the same time, it's like, it's just a means to pay the bills. It's not something that I'm like incredibly passionate about doing these things and it's been a it's been a breath of fresh air to e- even this platform and the opportunity to have conversations with people I value that I've obviously always already have but like now it's just like money is just another thing it always has been but I think that over the past year that this has been a good wake up call to just be like all right yeah it's just like are we just constantly paying bills or are you doing something that said I do enjoy going to work it. but it's just like at the same time I'm just kind of like the rat chasing the cheese it's like I don't want to be caught in that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, maybe we're coming up with some other ideas. Right. Anyway, guys, thank you as always for tuning in, listening, putting up with us, and uh, uh, remember to join us on the stereo app. Yeah, uh, we're going to be doing that for the next uh, God knows how Stop. long, ten weeks, maybe longer. We'll, we'll see how that goes. And um, email us at Joe Rogan Experience Review at gmail.com get a hold of us on instagram all the links are in the bio and as always we appreciate you guys thanks for listening Peace and love thanks again to stereo.com join the after party for the jerry review every monday wednesday friday 9 p.m eastern standard time as we go live stereo is the app for live social conversations and we want to talk to you directly our listeners Join the app using the link in the description of the show, Stereo.com slash J-R-E review. And let's talk Rogan. Download now and join us live each week to continue the conversation. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.